Sexpot Comedy, collaborative, community-driven comedy from Denver, Colorado. Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks, episode 122. Uh, we're here again at the Sexpotum Sanctorum. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I'm, as usual, one of your hosts, Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Mitch Jones. Coming in remotely. And special guest, Carlos, oh, seen it? Carlos Madrid. All right. Welcome. First time guest. Yep. Oh, nice. Welcome to the show. Long time nice. listener, first time guest. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Well, you're not the first. It's no time listener, first time guest. It works. It's I've listened to yeah. it twice, but it was like one of the first first ones. Oh, like, the one, back when we were three, where everyone just yelling. Yeah. I think everybody yelling over each other. That was like, the first Star Wars episode. Yes, we've learned. We've learned a lot. That was the most hosts we ever had at one time. Nine. Uh, <laughs> but it was good. But that was that's there, but that's that a good callback because today is going to also be a Star Wars episode because we're talking Solo, a Star Wars story, and other things. But we were lucky enough, thanks to our pal Megan DePonso and Jeremy Peicher, to go see an advanced screening of Solo. Hell yeah! So thank you, Megan and Jeremy. Check out them at That's My Jam Trivia on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we fought so hard to not talk about it last week. We did. I was such a little bitch on the episode last week. I was tired and I was cranky. And you were. I was. A I, bitch, that is. Well, I, I well, was, it would have been the same way if I would have stayed. That's why I was like, I'm just going to roll home. And the whole way home, I just kept saying to myself, I'm a driver, I'm a pilot, <laughs> I'm a liar. And I drove down I-25. I did the whole way. That's a really good Alden Ehrenreich impression, Jeff. <laughs> I don't do I don't even do Harrison Ford anymore. I'm just straight Alden. <laughs> Dude, people were driving out of that theater like fucking maniacs. It was real fun I'm getting... I'm sure they were. I'm yeah. a driver. Yeah. Everybody getting on the interstate was going like 90. I know I was. Yeah. I made my own castle run to get down there. <laughs> you did. I. That was wonderful. Yeah, if you round down, uh, it's wonderful from our point of view. From but from their point of view, it, like I went to go help out these kids, these friends of Corey Healy, uh, record a music video. They're grown men. They're grown men. Kids because they're younger than I. <laughs> Finally, old enough where I can say that uh, people are kids. But uh, we were going to start at four, and then it started at five, and then it was like, it was like we're going to start at five forty. And then it was like 6.15, and I was like, I got to go. I got to go. I can't be at this music sheet, uh, this music video shoot. And Matt told me on our Facebook chat, he was like, hard stop, 6.40. You're not here. You're fucking... 
You're done. Fucked. You're fucked. You're not in. And what did I tell you guys before in the chat? I sent a little a little gif, jif. I heard a video of ah! Well, no, I sent I sent a Indiana Jones grabbing his hat right before the you fucking did. temple closed. You did. And I did exactly that. <laughs> Although I was worried about Jeff's premonition was right, right. The, the bars on the gate coming down on the Rancor monster's oh, head. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought that was, was going to happen. You were going to get there and they were going to close the door. I mean, well, honestly, what time did you get there? Lando Calrissian pin just falls out. <laughs> the child picks it up and walks away. Well, that was it. You did get cool Lando pins. Yeah, we did. Those are rad. Really? Yeah, we yeah, got we were we a, Donald Glover, Lando Calrissian, lapel uh, pins. We were a Lando crew, so we had these cool pins that oh, I was wearing mine. Man, they're fucking neat. I want a pin. Yeah. You, you have seen the movie, right? Huh? Yeah, I have seen the movie. That's I saw it... Sunday? Sunday. Saw it Sunday. Nice. So you were attributing to its apparently disappointing $100 million opening. How, how much did it open with, Jeff? I think I think it was like 113 or a little under that, 109 Nine, or that something. Which That's combined worldwide, right? Yeah. No, that was no, no. For whatever, that was just domestic. That's what they got happy about at the last minute. It's like the the post Monday numbers came in, and it made over a hundred and some odd million domestically. It's it still shit the bed, uh, yeah, worldwide. But domestically, it, it's the it's the biggest selling uh, Memorial Day weekend movie since blah blah blah. So they they're, they're trying to spin it as they're kind of happy. Um, but I think this movie will will grow legs. Because I think people are gonna see it and they're gonna like it. Yeah, but it was it was speculated at like a hundred and seventy conservatively this weekend, right, Jeff? Well, they wanted it to do one fifty domestically. That yeah. was what they were hoping for, one forty eight, one fifty. I'm hoping that there's yeah. enough people that liked it like we did and will get other people to see it because it's a good movie. Well, the problem the, the problem is from what I've read, it's the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made because of the reshoots right. and Ron Howard having to fire people and you have to pay them contractually. Right. You know, the, the other, yeah, and so I think when it all came down, it was about a $250 million movie. Um, and Disney can afford to take a bite, but, I mean, do they like doing that? Well, of course knows, not. You know? <laughs> they, there was an article today where one of the guys said they're going to rethink their whole strategy as far as their release dates. And his excuse, uh, and I think he's a Disney rep, it's on comicbookmovie.com, is that people don't pay to see three blockbusters in a row. You're not going to pay to see Avengers Infinity War and then pay to go see Deadpool 2 and then pay to go see you know, another Star Wars movie uh, three weeks in a row, you just can't afford it. So, Especially when one weekend is Your dog disagrees. One weekend is Memorial Day where people are out of town or like with their families. Yeah. A lot of people are cooking out and camping this weekend, so it's like, you're not going to go to a movie theater. I could say I saw all three, but I only paid for one. We were gifted by the gods. That's true. I've seen two of three, and I didn't pay for any of them. Yeah. That's like, Yeah, we earned. I paid one with my movie pass, and then two with my own money. We we won our our Avengers passes at Ratio's a trivia over there that uh, Shandra Bueno does. Ian uh, Douglas Terry and IDT Andrew and Bueno. Bueno both yeah, of which yeah. were at the solo movie as well. Yeah, yeah. it's ratio. And I know... They were also Team Lando. 
So was the yeah. bastard that gave us all small children's women's t-shirts. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was the guy that got us the tickets. Andrew, when you What's see Mitch hell? Jones, you think oh, that guy wants a small ladies. My it makes me feel ripped, okay? <laughs> he's, wearing, he's wearing my uh, the ladies' small t-shirt as a, as a sleep gear tonight. He's wearing his Xfinity War t-shirt. Uh, that's a ladies. It goes to sleeves. But the best part about it is the sleeves fit perfectly. That's, that's what I love about a woman's t-shirt. Huh. That's interesting. You know, we're going to put this on the internet, right, Jeff? <laughs> well, no, he's a kid. He's wearing an Avengers Infinity but it's like it's a women's shirt so it goes I'm, really just, I'm just I'm just joking man I'm just joking yeah it, it got a lot of I'm reading a lot of bad press and I'm hearing from people that have all these complaints and I'm wondering did I see the same movie did we see a different version yeah was it a different well, cut yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. after they after we saw it so we were like hey all these good parts you should cut them out before Friday because uh, honestly I thought it was one of the more fun movies I've seen in a while yeah. it's, a, it's a good heist film uh, but it's definitely the most fun Star Wars yeah why is something today uh I don't know if Mitch is going to bring it up, but our good friend Dan Jones was very disappointed about the <laughs> My brother, he, Dan. He, he said something about people, something about good Star Wars movies. And I was like, well, realistically, there's only two good Whoa. Star Wars movies. When you think about it, you know, he was saying before the modern Star Wars movies, so we're talking episodes one through six. Ah, uh, he's uh, a purist. Just turning into an RT. Hey, Jeff, we're in the Matrix. Jeff, what are you doing? You're turning all robotic. Um, let me stop this Facebook call and I'll call you on your telephone number. All right. All right. All right. It's the same number, right? I hung up. Well, that was Jeff Albright on uh, one hundred five seventeen broadcast geeks. We're gonna go back to Jeff's origins. <laughs> Every episode, we have to say that. Holy shit! I just almost inhaled the skittle. <laughs> that rain. But seriously, the movie was a lot of fun. Oh, it's oh yeah, it was the most fun I Star it was Wars. A lot of fun. Head and shoulders. Huh. Head and shoulders. The most fun. Is Star it Wars because? Movie. There was not the Force and the Jedi and no, it was because there was not a hero's journey bullshit Kurosawa film. Yeah, and that's fair. If that's your complaint, that's fine. That's not my complaint. No, not you. Saying somebody. Yeah, they've done enough. And I have talked to one of my friends who I will leave nameless. Yeah, Jeff just called out Dan Jones. That basically, when he said, when he explained to me what he didn't like about Solo. His complaint was kind of after he broke it down that it wasn't a Star Wars movie. No. Because he was like, I didn't care enough about the girl character. I didn't at all. Like, yeah, dude, you weren't supposed right. to. It was about fucking Han Solo. She was my least favorite part of the movie. It wasn't a space drop. It wasn't a space opera. All right, hang on just a second. I like the robot. Mm-hmm. I love the robot when the, when the revolt happened. She was the best. Yeah. Um, and I really, really appreciated how... He handled the relationship between Han and Chewie. It's a lot of unsaid stuff. Yep. Um, Ooh. I forgot I have this. Oh, it's because I have no internet connection? All right. Can we pause this for a second? So anyway. All right. So I, I was, like, I didn't really like Kira at all. 
but no, the, but the relationship. You weren't given a reason to. No, I thought she actually did a bad job. Um, it's not her movie. Right. But the relationship that they built between Han and Chewie that was completely unspoken, well, it wasn't completely unspoken, um, it was based on just the kind of character that Han is. Like, Han figures it a way to save Chewie and gets him free. Han uh, gets to the point, you know, where they're they're battling and he's got to do something and Chewie sees Wookiees getting, man, uh, getting handled and he's like, you know, we got to go do this. And Han's like, I got to do this. Like, you go, we'll meet up. You know, he... he he cares, and then she calls. She says that well, he respects him, right? But he treats him yeah. like an like, like an equal. He, yeah, and uh, uh, I don't know how Wookies are treated in the galaxy. Prior what to about that. I'm talking yeah. fucking Wookie? Right, that was fucking dope. He's like, I, I talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they were, go ahead. Well, there's something. The first thing you said, I don't think Han he saved himself. I think every time he did anything with Chewbacca, he put himself first, and then oh, yeah. was like, if he's still going to be around, okay. But in the pit, I mean, he's just battling a beast, quote-unquote. I don't know if he did anything to save... He couldn't kill Chewie, but he had, You know what I mean? The, the only thing he could do was save himself, like a typical hand solo move in, in the pit. Yeah, but that's expected. Yeah, I don't know. You said something about he saved Chewie there, and I was like, well, I don't know. Well, after well, the I, end, didn't I, he help break the, the, the help get the chain so that they could escape? Um, but well, he, he did, yeah, he knew Chewie could break the, he was strong enough to break the thing down. Right, he could have figured know. out another way, my point, is to incapacitate Chewie. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but he sure, saved sure. him on the train. Yeah. That's where the life debt comes in, I think. Well, the life debt, sure. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think... I don't think Chewie's there just because of the life debt. I think Chewie stays with Han because he's got really nothing else going on, and this guy's been good by him, and he can benefit. Well, my too, is Chewie. I want to know more about Chewie's backstory. Right, Because if you remember in episode three, uh, Yoda calls him an old friend, and they they have, like, a history together. And it's like, what is that all about? So I almost feel like Chewie is like a war, uh, a prisoner of war at this point. Do you know what I mean? Because you've already seen him in episode three. Yoda calls him an old friend. He's already been on the Battle of Kashyyyk. And now he's like this imprisoned beast, you know what I mean, that the Empire has. It's like, how does he end up there? Well, that's that's right. We, hey, we did see him before. Hey, did Jeff. Huh. Did he already have his bandolier on Kashyyyk? I don't remember... If he had, because it's different. The one he has in this movie is not the one we see in the New Hope or right. you know the classic kind of one over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. This one was over both shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't it didn't have the little bars in it. We've discussed on the episode too that those bars are only full of spices. This one is actually you could these are like actual projectiles in this movie. Yeah. It was pretty badass. So yeah, that was that was my favorite part of the movie. I think was just that because they didn't really it, it wasn't so overt. It was all these different things that they do for each other that he does for Chewie, whatever, um, while doing other things to benefit himself and and develop his character. And I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'd see it again. See, what I like about it is that it makes me, when I watch even episode Hard. seven now, or, or A New Hope, you know, that, that it brings me back to that scene in episode seven when uh, Ray and Shane are both left. I thought he was a, 
a war, a war general, and I thought he was a famous smuggler. And they look at Chewie, and he just shrugs his shoulders, and he's just like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because he sees that he's just like this dude is a, he's a scam artist. He was like, whatever you guys think he is, you can call him that. You know what I mean? He's like, I know what he really is, and he's none of those things. I, I liked it as much as I liked Rogue One, if not obviously more. Oh, way um, more. And I read an interesting article today that said that Solo, even though it got bad sales, um, it achieved what Rogue One couldn't. I couldn't figure out what's that. Like it just did a better job of creating. Um, just the, I don't know, just did a better job of the story of, of creating a good movie. I would movie. say, as far as like a movie goes, Rogue One was a better movie, but I think as, as far as being a, a long-term Star Wars fan who saw the original movie in the theater, uh, Solo hits so many more buttons emotionally and, and just nostalgically. They were able to do whatever they wanted with this backstory, whereas Rogue One was very prescribed what was going to happen. And maybe that's right. part of the problem. I don't know. I uh, I enjoyed a lot of the like. I just think it's good to get away from the Skywalkers and like the Hell Jedi, yeah. and like agree. it was really refreshing. Except for that one scene, uh, there was no mention of any Force adept or anything to do with the Force. It was just straight up smuggling and nerf herding and <laughs> nerf just fucking being a ne'er-do-well man even Han Solo <laughs> says I'm not a good just person being a right, <laughs> he is a being good person a regular he just doesn't want to be being in the Star Wars universe I think it's refreshing to be able to see that I don't need laser swords and freaking you know what I mean this this ancient wisdom and I don't need that all the time I want to see this kind of like that's what I'm excited about the Boba Fett movie plus it was dope that we still got laser swords when Darth Maul came out at the end yeah what the fuck Dude, that, that is just that's a whole other level I mean that was a very brave uh, step for Disney because what basically what they did with that was saying we uh, are breaking up we have breaking our song Hey, he goes on in. Oh, sorry. You're breaking up. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're breaking up. There was a, there was no spoiler there. We got no, we got the no spoiler version there. Uh, well, I'm just saying it's just brave of did you guys hear me? Yeah, now we can. It's brave of Disney to do that to rely that to think that people are going to know the backstory of Darth Maul in Clone Wars and Rebels when mm-hmm. most people haven't watched that. The, the, you know, the average cinema goer is not going to know, are, are going to sit through six seasons of a Clone Wars and three seasons of the Rebels to know what Darth Maul's been up to. So that, that was a pretty great move. Well, and then read a comic book. Apparently, they didn't finish animating his storyline. You have to get that one comic book trade paperback to get the rest of his cartoon storyline. Which is available in UB Comics, correct? Uh, yeah, but, but I got one copy, so if you want to run your ass down there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that blew my mind that, that that whole comic run wasn't even like really a comic series. It was just uh, basically a storyboard for the last three scripts for his storyline in the comic in the cartoon. Well, the best part about the appearance in the movie in Solo was that it was played by Ray Park. So they didn't get some other actor. They got the original Darth Maul yeah. to play him, and they used him. And the voice was the guy who plays him in the, the cartoons that I've referenced, the Clone Wars and Rebels. But it wasn't um, Peter so Serafinowicz? It was not the guy who voiced him in episode one. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure of his name, but it's the guy who voices him in all the cartoons. Peter Serafinowicz? Uh, maybe. I Google it, but I'm on my phone. Same. 
Same, bruh. I don't know. Carlos, what was your favorite part? Mm, what made you hard? Like, what, what made me hard? Grade? Tell what made me hard was um, a lot of the the, the kind of um, like flight scenes with the with the the Millennium with Falcon. the Millennium Falcon. Oh hell! And how the the like old design of it was. And, yeah. You know all these panels that that fell off and the escape hatch. <laughs> oh yeah, escape and. Well, a lot. If you guys don't know, Carlos is a huge van guy. Like your 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 life is van. You live in a van, right? Yeah. Yep. Van life. Is that, do you look at the Millennium Falcon as like a van type? Uh, <laughs> it could, yeah. I mean, probably deep down the side, I didn't think about that, but I'm not, it I'm probably not, is. I call it an RV. It's a space RV. It's a Winnebago. It's a space RV. <laughs> I call my minivan the Millennium yeah. Man Falcon. You know, I do my smuggling in it, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> Again. This goes out on the uh, <laughs> So here's the <laughs> So I got a I got a question. Oh go ahead. I just wanna I just wanna know if Carlos has a cape a cape closet in his van. <laughs> you know he does. <laughs> no, but I have a big, big machete, so don't come fucking around. <laughs> God, how great was Lando? I thought he was. So we're back to la- we're back to laser swords again. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Donald Glover was fine as Lando. I, I thought it was cool. I, I thought it. it was dope. Yeah. I love the capes. I love the Hawaiian print cape. <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> she was cheat up from the feet up. <laughs> I thought he was awesome. I thought his relationship with the robot was cool. I think the robot navigation getting put into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and that, that was explaining really... C-3PO saying that he didn't understand the ship's dialect back in the old episodes. But don't you think, like, that there's really the cool. That's point. the thing, Jake. Exactly. That, that's what I love about these these movies, uh, particularly the stories that during Rogue One and, and Solo, is that it adds nuances to these to the old movies when you watch them again. It, it just adds depth and layers to a movie you've seen a thousand times. You yeah. watch again and be like, holy shit. It also this makes it this. interesting that droids would have, like, you know, kind of racist opinions about each other because C-3PO ain't got shit to say about R3-D2's, you know, beeps and boops. But as soon as he hears that, uh, as soon as he hears that ethnic lady talking, he's like, I can't understand this shit. He just, that's six, six million <laughs> lines of dialect. Or just like, saying, C-3PO's got a little weird. He's like my dad. When you put on the BBC, my dad's like, I can't understand this. I'm like, Dad, it's English. <laughs> you just have to try a little. I mean, there is that counterpoint where, like, L3, that character, she was all about, like, equal droid rights. And then that it, revolt was awesome. And then actually led a revolt, but then in the end, they just made her part of the ship. And like, yeah, it just kind of Lando does so without any like hesitation. So I mean, he was he was obviously devastated. Oh yeah, of course. Like, they were all thinking of. Did they imply that he had sex with that robot? Oh, a lot. Because <laughs> it was like. <laughs> It's well, yeah, he's, he's pansexual. He has sex with many, many different forms of. Yeah, he'd fucking jello you know, mold with the <laughs> holes in the right yeah. spot. It wouldn't have like to be. robot hand jobs or. Jello. No, because there's that line of dialogue where 
they ask about, it's like, is that even possible? And then Michael, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Oh, no, the robot says it's possible. It's possible. You rolled right through. It's possible. It doesn't have to be. It's jello. So she says that she says yeah. to him at one point, she goes, That's you have to do that thing to me again. But in front of everybody. Oh, that was right. Yeah, I do remember that part. <laughs> yeah, they... So Richard had a question uh, in the Maw, which is what, what is it? It's that it's a cluster of black holes. Okay, uh, that creature. Or he wanted to know wells. if that was Abeloth, was a is a creature that is in legends. Uh, or, or yeah, see, that's the thing with me. I, I'm only I'm straight canon. If it's not in. If it's an to, old video game thing. I don't. I really don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, but he said at one point it was a Jedi, and then it it read these books, or it absorbed some kind of knowledge, and just became this giant grotesque thing, uh, living oh, in. And that in the books, it took the Solo twins, Jason uh, and Jaina. Yeah, to take it down. Because it was uh, the light and the dark side of the force. So in the books, uh, Kylo is actually Jason. Yeah, Darth Cadus. And there's a, a sister. Ray. A twin. Well, so he's, he's wondering if maybe like they're, they're throwing this as a nod to something that's going to happen later in the it two of them. Be, it could be an Easter egg of some sort. I yeah, guess. I, yeah, I doubt but it, but it was cool. That was a giant thing living in that in that yeah in that mall. Yeah. mall. That's kind of the funny thing about Disney is they're very imperialistic in how they are their approach to Star Wars. How they just wiped fucking decades and decades of novels and comic books. I and, mean, right, and rightfully games. so. The way they're just, like, it doesn't exist anymore. They like, could be bringing some of that back. And I'll be all. Yeah, but I think wouldn't you agree they did the right thing? I do 100%. Yeah, because Lucas, once once Lucas was mad at his fans after the episodes one through three, he pretty much opened canon up to anybody that was willing to submit shit to him first. Well, they yeah, didn't. dude, if he can really get money in his pocketbook. Yeah, then he didn't care what you did with the characters, and it got too convoluted. There was too many storylines. I think I think it was really a good thing that they're just cherry picking bits and pieces they want to use. Speaking of that, I have read, uh, it's pretty much, I'd say 90% confirmed that, um, speaking of old canon, who's the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm dropping his name right now, the guy with the blue face, he's an Imperial Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. uh, He's old canon, he's been in Rebels though, so he's actually official canon again, but he's going to be in episode 10. I'm yeah, sure. they just Marvel just wrapped up a fucking uh, comic book series with him. Yeah, I think they're trying to really push him. He's going to be in episode ten. And I read some like leaks on the possible. Uh, you guys hear the train or no? Yes. Yeah. Now we do. Yeah. Nice. Shut it up. <laughs> anyway, are you robbing uh, a train right now in honor of the movie Solo, a Star Wars story? <laughs> Dude, nobody's running the train on your girlfriend, are they? Oh. <laughs> A Loveland heist. <laughs> He's trying to get that coaxium. Jeff is on location uh, <laughs> robbing a train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I feel like I'm, I'm Mr. Scoops. What's our name? Our guy Scoops who's always on location. Scoop Jansen. <laughs> We've had many names for him. That explosion was cool. 
when, when fucking when the the shipment fell. Oh off. yeah, that mountain shit. Yeah. The way it imploded. Yeah, I forgot that mountain. I was like, oh, that was dumb. That was <laughs> that was another one. Of my I mean, that was parts. that was a fun. There's a bunch. That of was cool a fun parts. movie. That movie was so fucking I good. It. I liked it. I, I like. I just want to have. There I was like two bar scenes, pretty much. You know there what I mean? Was. There was what? There actually there was three, wasn't there? Like bar scenes. Because there was the one that La- that Lando was in, yeah, and and then there was the one towards the end where they they where he won yeah. the Millennium Falcon. Where from Lando him. was that again? And then there was the 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 one on the, the ship, fight, yeah, the the, the dude yeah. ship. It All totally made, yeah, it totally, with the singer. Well, that's what I love about these movies. It totally made the scene when in Episode Seven when Han Solo goes to Maz's cantina, yeah, and everyone there knows it. It's like you know him and Lando have been there and like started a bar brawl, and you know what I mean. That's that's, that's what I love about these. Just, I love these movies because of that because they they truly tie all the movies together, yeah, including the shitty prequels. I mean. <laughs> it was how was you, how you I don't know, man. Like, I want to like not be like one of those is like, well, if people don't like it, then they could go fuck themselves. Like every movie has its flaws, oh, yeah. but like, I don't know, man. I really had a lot of fun with this movie. Han and Chewie just just being like Calvin and Hobbes. Chewie was great. Uh, yeah, Chewie was great. Yeah, they both were. There was. I didn't really good interaction. It really, for, to tell you the truth, I didn't expect it to be him when he, they threw him in the cage until I heard the... Right. And the, yeah, and then I was like, oh, fuck. And then they then it yeah. plopped down. I thought it was like, a nice... Oh, my God, this is it. Creative way of introducing yeah. him or them. Yeah. I did think it was a little weird that Chewie's friend that he like gives a hug to and helps throughout the end didn't look like so much like a Wookiee, but he looked like one of the creatures from the old Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, that's right. Like fucking Chaka and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. weird and shit. Yeah, like it was. Actual, like caveman. Yeah, fucking Chaka. That's right. It totally did. That's I couldn't place it the other day, but that makes that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I don't know why people are so upset. The one thing I saw fun. that doesn't make sense well, I, is someone said this doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. It's like how the fuck Dan Jones. I know. I was trying to protect his anonymity. Uh, ah, fuck that. Well, did did Rogue One feel like a Star Wars movie? I mean, yeah, because I know that it's a Star Wars story. And it yeah, has yeah. elements of. I us. enjoyed myself, but I was like two percent to ten percent disappointed. So it was a Star Wars movie. Uh, no, my I, I, my point there is, well, what's the difference? I think. I think the thing with Rogue One is that it literally backs up right into A New Hope. So when you get to that point with Darth Vader, and yeah. then the, you're like, you're literally syncing two movies together. You know yeah, I mean? but it wasn't and it wasn't a Star that. Wars movie because it wasn't about the Skywalkers or anything to do with the Force. Yeah, it was oh, a Skywalker. Like well, it was a little guy. bit of the Force. You mean like, the space Kardashians? It was like watching us. It was like watching the pizza delivery guy drive to the space Kardashians' house before the fucking porno. <laughs> if I haven't said this before, I'm saying it now. The Skywalkers are the lances of. Fantasy, science fantasy movies. You caught up on all the Green Arrow? No. 
you're probably going to like what happens. Oh, I know what happens, and I am happy, and I might watch that episode. <laughs> but that's, I equate those Skywalkers with the Lances. Like Sarah's manageable I, I, on I, Legends, same with Leia. I don't watch that episode. Yeah, Quentin. Well, that all's true. That means Luke's going to be in episode 10. God, he's absolutely going to be in episode 10. He's absolutely going to be in episode 10. Is he going to be ghostly? He means 9, I think. I hope you mean 9. That. I would say that. I don't know why. 9, 9. Yeah. yeah. Nine. He'll definitely be in there. He'll be a, 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 a force ghost. Absolutely. Because that's that's what it was at the end of uh, Empire and Jedi. Yeah, they had Obi Wan or or all of them at the end of Jedi, right? Yeah. So it's absolutely. Yeah. I better get to see yeah, maybe a little bit. Mark Hamill, Ewan McGregor, and Hayden Christensen all as fucking Force Ghosts in Episode Nine, or I will drive to George Lucas's house, <laughs> and even yeah, though he sold he... it to Disney, I will kick him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> And when you do, you got to make that ILM sound. <laughs> or THX. Yeah, sorry. Well, from what I read, uh, Yehuda is going to be in episode Yehuda? 9. Yehuda? Yehuda? Force Ghost, yeah. Yehuda? What is this? Huh? Ja Yoda? Here's going to be a Force Ghost hanging out with Force Luke? Calling uh, up. No, he's going to be... He's going to be teaching Force Ray, or not Force Ray. He's going to be teaching Ray uh, mostly. He's going to, he becomes her teacher essentially from the beyond. Cool. I'm down with that. <sighs> Hell yeah. Um, I just to go back to the main point though is I don't know how you can say it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie where there's clearly characters from the Star Wars universe doing fucking Star Wars things like flying the goddamn Millennium Falcon quite possibly the most Star Wars thing you can do. Well, the same way that I think there's people that would rather see Batman animated as manga than watch a good Batman animated. Who the fuck would want to see that? There are those people. Those people Uh, are hopefully a minority. They are a minority. Not just racially. But there's a minority of people that would want their Star Wars to follow exactly the same beat format of Hero's Journey and are upset if it doesn't. There's some people that just want weird animation. Here's, here's a question. How would you classify Star Wars? Would you call it science fiction or fantasy or something Space different? Space Western. Kurosawa Rip. <laughs> yeah. well, it's definitely What's that mean? Rip. Well, yeah. It's a, it's a Japanese movie. It's based off of the uh, the fortress. Uh, hidden fortress. Is that the one where it's like yeah. everything's true from a certain point of view? Well, the Jedi represent samurai, or they're the equivalent of the samurai in, in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kurosawa. I have a bunch of his movies. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but... People might argue that it's science fiction or fantasy. I would call it space fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I, I consider it a, a historic piece. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's like... Because <laughs> it happens in a galaxy far, far well, away a long far, time ago? Far, away a long time ago. Yeah, mm. man. It's like history. It's like watching Gladiator mm-hmm. or... It's like history. Or, uh, You're adorable. Yeah, man. It's, it's like yeah, but it could also be like a million years in our future. Yeah. And they're talking about stuff that happens in our future, but not that far. Like half a million years from now, Star Wars could be taking place. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Maybe the it's premises is that. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's after it it happened, which is after we we happened. Yeah, just like in the new Superboy's comic book, it's being read to him by like Batman's grandson. So what the fuck? We're huh? seeing like a super future <laughs> version of a story being told to people in the past. Right. So the the premise of Star Wars could be like a long, long time ago on a galaxy far, far away, and then we're seeing a movie from seven hundred thousand years in the future, right. made about people five hundred thousand years in the future. Right. Kind of the reverse Happy Days. Yeah. I don't know. What you mean about uh, I mean, we just call Star Wars the reverse Happy Days. Show made the eighties about the fifties, and this will be a show. <laughs> right. Like, you know, Right. I would love about to see Han Solo jump the Millennium yes. Falcon uh, over a shark. Thousands watching the five yeah. yeah, that's that what I think. That's and that's and that Wars would explain why there are so many humanoids around the galaxy. Yeah, because we've left our planet at some point and spread our uh, weed around the galaxy. And and it would also explain like there being such a defined winner all the time is that they're looking back on a history. Yeah, that's what. So there, I think Matt's point is valid, and because that's why there's so many few black people in the Star Wars universe, because we left them all on Earth. We got rid of them. Whoa, Whoa Jeff! Jeff. In this movie, jeez. Jeff. No, I'm not saying I approved of this. I'm just saying that the running like, joke of Star Wars is like we're so all the hell, we're all the black people. There's every shape of. Hey, we have to like black people. In the there Star was Wars a whole planet Star. in this last movie. Huh? Of black people? Yeah. Where? Remember they went to that one village and it was yeah, all Yeah, it was people. all the, the people that the refined planet. Remember they were refining the fucking... They were brown. I, didn't, I, thought, no, we I thought they were Mexicans, Orlando. if anything, or natives. What? Like, uh... uh they in, look African in, to me. Yeah. Inuit. <laughs> they could really? Have, they could have been... Like, I don't recall uh, then. They could have been like, um... Something like that, but they, right. were, they were definitely okay. Then yeah, I'll go with that. Full dark skin. I don't remember. Yeah, they look Sudanese to me. No. I I remember. I god damn it. I remember because I made an off color joke about like is this Mace Windu's home planet. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ! And you're condemning Jesus Jeff for the over racism. We're racist. I know he's worried oh, about it. I'm, oh, just, I'm not. That's not I'm racist. Not that's that's a comment on racist. how Star Wars only has two black people in it. And that's the first time we've seen a planet full of black people. Who? Oh yeah, I guess it was. It was. Yeah, I guess that's. We had only yeah, seen Mace Windu and Windu jokes uh, more about Star Windu. Wars stance on uh, diversity. You have to count them. It's Mace Windu. You got Finn, and you have Lando. Right. What about the dude that was Padme's uh, guardian in Episode One? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the bodyguard. Yeah. What's his name, Jeff? Dude that was Padme's bodyguard. His actually his name is uh fuck man. I should know this. Yeah, you look bad. Hurry up. So the so at least they have some sort of status. Yeah, in, I think there are more Samoans in Star Wars in the than future there, there are actual African Americans. Plus, I mean, is it implied that uh, African Americans? Well, Would they I'll really be African Americans in space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lando's decided he's French. Could be Af- <laughs> he could be Afro Karelian or something. We don't we don't know. Afro Karelian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so excited for us to start recording with the radio, you guys. I'm not ready. Uh, We're not the, ready. Carlos, Carlos speaks up a, a valid, valid point. point. Yeah. 
All right. Well, anyway. Uh, wait a minute. I'm looking up that guy's fucking name. You're looking up that guy's name. Go to IMDb. Oh, you're looking at the the the, the <laughs> Padme's guard. Yeah, dude. His name was. Oh yeah. Tanaka. Panaka. Captain Panaka. 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 Another no, two though. Two. Panaka dies. There's two. The Urkel. Yeah, but he's still a guy. I think Panaka is the guy in this episode three. Nah, he's on Queen Amidala's loyal protector during the Trade Federation invasion crisis was Captain Panaka. Panaka was often referred to as the quickest eyes on Naboo for his attention to detail and selfless dedication into the safety of the Queen. That's true, because I said this other guy had one eye, so they not say his eyes are... Ta- Captain Typho. What was Jar Jar's? He's Gungan, right? Typho. They were Caribbean. Yeah. I, I got the impression that they were <laughs> trying to be... Yes, they, they were... So Naboo might just be a, a, a pretty cool planet over It's a melting pot, Caribbean Matthew. Nation. Right, that's what I'm saying. He, sp- he spoke like slave pigeon, though. <laughs> God, you guys are getting really. Yes. No, again, George Lucas made the decision to, to direct were, a man. In oh yeah, that's speak. they were kind of Caribbean. This is not a that's, thing. That's I the did. vibe I got from them. That they were like islanders. Well, guys, like, thanks uh, for having me on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> again, I did not create Jar Jar Binks. All right, we. I, I don't know. approve of some of the things that we're saying. Okay, yeah, we're just saying them we're because just, we're noticing we're that that's out the what things. George Lucas has done in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody should be condemned, it should be him. Uh, honestly, yeah. For having filmed the movie in Africa the first go around, he was really stepping over himself to avoid any. Did he? Oh, Tunisia. Yeah. yeah, Tunisia. Hell yeah. Yeah. I gotta go put money in my meter. Uh, Is that a euphemism? Yeah, I'll bend over. <laughs> sure. I'm very, I'm very also, I'm also very proud of the fact that we not only have had emails about us changing what we should be talking about, we've had a guest now. Wait. What should you be talking about? <laughs> what? You sound like a crazy person. You muted weirdly in the middle of your sentence. So you're like, right, it's gotta, awesome. All right, we, so uh, we going to pause this, or are you guys just going to keep talking? No, we're just going to keep talking. All right. All right, so if you were to rank the, this movie solo in... It's, you don't have to name all your movies, just like around what number on your list. It's so hard for me to say that it's... There are ten movies, by the way. There are okay. ten movies, top ten. Yeah. Uh, which we will eventually we'll have be all together and we can release our our list and make graphics and shit. But anyway... Jeff already released his online. He did. Hey, man... You got heat for putting Jedi so low. I saw that. Somebody was throwing shade at you, Jeff. The movie's garbage. <laughs> but it has the... <laughs> Did you put episodes one, two, or three above it? Andrew Rasky was like, what's, what's, why did you rank Jedi so low? And I was like, well, I can't even name it, but I'm like, floating C-3PO, burping death of Boba Fett, uh, let's get the gang all back together, fucking, oh god, that movie's garbage, Ewoks, fucking, uh. So would you put uh, that below any of the, at first, the prequels? 
Yes, it's below episode three. Gulp. Wow. All right. I feel like this is like hearing a sex addict admit they hate hand jobs. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird to hear you say something against Star Wars. The original trilogy, no less. I put it, I put it, what, seven out of ten. It's not like I ranked it the lowest movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I can understand it's definitely better than one and two. I don't know about three, though. See how it's hard for me to say that Solo is better than uh, Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. Empire I, Strikes Back, yeah. I have no problem putting Solo at number three on my list. Wow. It's th- not okay to me. The Force Awakens. Uh, it's not that that was. It, there's, there's something about that movie. It's the return to Star Wars. Uh, it still invokes like feelings. I watch these movies all the time, and they still like invoke certain feelings. And I, The Force Awakens, just really, I thought it. To Star Wars, and yes, J.J. Abrams like hit all the notes that we wanted him to hit, and almost too repetitively. You know, as far as you know, we've had guests on the show that have said that. Um, but yeah, so I consider that one number three, and then I put Solo. I I can see Solo being it definitely in my top five, maybe three or four. A lot of people online have said to me, flip Solo and Rogue One, because I have Solo 4, Rogue One 5, flip them, and then they're cool with my list. So, so most people are saying that they like Rogue One a little better. No. But it's still fresh, uh, you know. Nah, I definitely like Rogue One. It's toward the bottom of my list. Yeah, mine too. It's yeah. above the prequels, except maybe I, three. Nah. Mm, wow. It's probably not above Attack of the Clones. I really, on the rewatch, I really don't like Rogue One. I think it's. See, I like it more. I like it more and more as I watch it. I think it's fucking corny. Be careful not to like choke on no, your like the aspirations. Not like the aspects of like space and shit. Like the characters are all kind of fair corny. And I get that they were shoehorned into writing a plot that fit a thing, but. It's just. Oh, it's, I wanted to say this. I forgot about it. When we came out of the theater, the one thing about Solo that bugged me was the creature at the beginning who they were straight trying to be like, hey, let's make a rocket raccoon for Solo. The, uh, oh, the, like, the thing played by John Favreau? Yeah, yeah, with all the feet and everything. The multi arm like, guy? Yes, it's just trying to. It was just like, oh, let's make Rocket Raccoon, and all the kids will love it. And then, but then they kill him. You know, right it doesn't away, make sense. Like, but it, it didn't make sense, and it didn't fit, and it just felt like just like we're going to capitalize on Rocket Raccoon. I just didn't dig it. Then why not leave them alive? Well, because they they needed that team to die. Yeah, they needed that team to die because they needed. Um, Chewie and Han to be alone. Well, not only that, they also. It, I think it was part of. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character development yeah. to show that he doesn't care about anything but, but himself. Yeah. And that's that was a distinction between him and Han is that Han does care about himself primarily but he cares about others yeah. that he either feels responsible for or that he could be complicit in otherwise. Yeah. Well, I think he feels responsible for people who like stumble in his way when he's trying to get it get done. Do you know what I mean? It's people like, who are part of his sphere uh, of influence. Now I gotta help this person. Now I gotta help this person. He doesn't want to have a conscience, but he has it. You know what I mean? Right. And he fights against it. Right. Whereas Woody Harrelson doesn't. 
Um, and he demonstrates that by double-crossing them or attempting yeah. to double-cross them. But the big thing about that, too, is the weird part is that they reset the the canon or the belief that Han shot first. And if you're watching the Blu-rays, you know, you can get... They redid it. The only Blu-rays of the original solo. He doesn't shoot first because Lucas has the edit still on the Blu-rays, and they show Greedo clearly shooting first uh, before Han. So that that also makes it kind of like makes you wonder: Is he going to go back and then retouch up the Blu-rays and well, some shit? They made it really clear in this movie that Han shoots first. Well, he did in the original cut, but then yeah. then. Uh, George Lucas switched it back because he was like, I, no one would believe that Princess Leia would be with a man who would do that, and that's why he changed the the in the recut. Yeah, but didn't they didn't they just CGI his head a little bit to the fucking right? or to the left as he's shooting and they shoot at the same time I I own both versions man in the original Han clearly just shoots oh yeah he just kills the motherfucker he just kills him yeah just like he does in this movie Uh, and then in the recut Greedo like squeezes one squeezes one off first and then it's just like just like they both do it at the same time but Greedo clearly shoots first so are we not getting are we not gonna get a sequel to this movie now because of its box office performance? Probably not, even though it left itself well open to. And then also the other news that came out of this uh, I mean like now they're building a universe. They're building a Boba Fett movie, which has been recently confirmed. Obi-Wan they're they're building an Obi Wan movie, and they introduced Darth Maul. Yeah. Mongols, yeah. They're gonna fucking, uh, yeah, they're gonna have Boba Fett uh, directed by James Mangold, who did Wolverine, uh, the Wolverine, and Logan. Um, it's a good movie. But I think they're building it up to where. You can have Han interact with Boba Fett, and then you can also have Darth Maul involved with Kira and and Obi Wan Kenobi, because all these characters have to get to Tatooine somehow. Because we know that Obi Wan. That's the thing. I have to go back to the the cartoons. They also have to do it not just within what you've seen in the movies, but they have to do it with what you've seen in the cartoons. Yeah. So that does squeeze it squeezes the timeline down a little bit more if you know the arc. Like squeezing Han Solo into the timeline doesn't really fit that well with what they've already done in Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. Well, I mean, still, we're going to get those movies, those that Boba Fett movie. And now, is it, the question is, has the uh, dark side won? Has the the negative, like, I hate to say this, but is, this, is Solo a movie for fanboys? And is that why we like it, but everyone else seems to hate it? Well, totally, man. But I think a lot of fanboys are just... Uh, but they're... they're, they're there's something wrong with them personally. I don't know why people are like, so upset. Like that's all we've ever wanted was more Star Wars movies. I, I would get them. I wouldn't agree with that. I'd, I'd say people that have zero to no exposure to Star Wars would enjoy this movie. I feel like it's more fanboys complaining. I might agree with that. Yeah, and those are the people that just clamored for more of these movies, and then when it happened, we got the prequel. Are pretty goddamn bad, you know. Uh, as far as like, it feels like these new movies like fit in with the original trilogy visually. 
you know, and the, the prequels just do not. And these movies don't look like the prequels. They look like the original trilogy. My wife hasn't seen any Star Wars movies. I think she might like this movie. Yeah. But that that doesn't make it a good Star Wars movie, I suppose. Did you like that Han Solo's apparently not his real name? It's just given to him by that guy, Han? Right. That was the point. I did movie. not like that, actually. I, I kind of overlooked that and forget about that part. And I, and, and well, we'll again, I don't, like Richard, I don't really read the backstory, so I don't know if that's like canon or used to be canon or not. Well, but, that's the whole... Uh, no, it's not. That was the movie pitch. That was that one piece of scene was how he pitched it, and that's why Kathleen Kennedy bought the movie script. She bought it off that fucking scene where the guy says, you don't have anybody? Yep. Han Solo. Yep. So that's who's running this show. Well, and that doesn't bother me, but it's just like I didn't know that that was coming. I didn't know... Like he just, I just, just figured that was his like his name. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. He's like Captain Kennedy's I, a clown. Well, we know his name is Han. That much we know. Yeah. Or Han. Han. <laughs> Han Dematopoulos. Dino's. You great, think that's great, his great, name? Great, 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 great. Nah, you guys are gonna shit when his name is Han Skywalker. Fuck. Like, oh shit! That's what kind of is such a weirdo. So he's fucking his cousin. Yeah. Yeah. You call him <laughs> oh, no. Han Solo a cousin fucker, bro? No, maybe his name maybe he's like Han Palpatine or something. <laughs> My name's Han. Han Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Han the Hutt. <laughs> That's what the sequel would do. Like they'd be going to see the Hut, right? Maybe he's going to see Jabba and then he, Jabba and his he jettisons Jabba's Jabba freight in the and that's why he's pissed off at him in a new hope. Also, we turned yeah, Carlos into a fly. That's why he's not here anymore. Carlos just kind of drifted away Infinity War style. <laughs> that was good. How come nobody on Agents disappeared? I, I wish they would have done that. It's just half the universe. We don't know. Also, they're going to do that in the next season. Yeah, also time was we could have oh, been before. He gotcha. Fingers, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. From, from what I also read, uh, the Spider-Man sequel may be set before uh, Infinity War. Really? That's because yeah. that's weird. Well, not the initially jumping in Avengers Four. Well, initially it was supposed to be happen minutes after Avengers Four. Spider-Man? Well, <laughs> it's going to be a, a sequel without the main character. Yeah, well, it's really no, well, I mean, I whatever happens in Avengers 4, obviously Peter comes back, and oh. then minutes after the conclusion of Avengers 4, Spider-Man Homecoming 2 starts. Sadie's Hawkins dance. Spider-Man Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> Spider-Man. Avengers 4, Peter comes back. Peter comes early. Peter comes often. I wonder when they're going to release the subtitle for the new Avengers. Probably December. Fuck! Well, it was supposed to, well I read today that it was going to be called Infinity Gauntlet. Like, uh, the person who plays, uh, plays Gamora, I can't remember her name. Zoe Saldana? She that... Yeah, she left that leak a long time ago, and apparently that is still a working topic. 
I don't know, it was Infinity Gauntlet. No, well, that's why they killed her off, because she leaked it. <laughs> she leaked it. <laughs> what, uh... Well, what's coming out at the end of the year? Like, when are we going to start to see trailers for that? It comes out in May, so maybe Christmas? Super Bowl? What Christmas Man, movies? I, think the, I don't... I uh, think they're going to be brazen and hold on and, like, do minimal advertising. Yeah, I think they're going to uh, play close to the They're going to make us edge? Yeah, man, because they know how much we spent on this last movie, even though I haven't spent anything on it yet, but... <laughs> no, I did. I bought a, tin, a popcorn tin and a Spider-Man cup, which I still have, so yeah. that's my money. Uh, yeah, they're just going to, like, just let us wait. Fuckers. Well, I'm okay with that, I suppose. I mean, I feel like they're going to do something to say that. I think we'll get teasers, though. I think we'll get shit like a Thanos voiceover on a fucking title card and shit. I don't know how right. much they're going to give us. And we'll see the remaining... Because with there being a time jump that they've already fucking leaked and shit, I don't think they want people to see... Well, but I feel like... And I read an article about this, too, how we really can't trust some of the promotional stuff we're seeing because for that last movie they showed a scene on TV where yeah. all the Avengers yeah. were running through Wakanda but that didn't happen in the movie but everything the actors right. but everything the actors said on TV that Marvel didn't actively deny was true everything the actors slipped up in interviews that Marvel didn't have a press release for the next day ended up being the truth about the movie with Ruffalo fucking up and we'll see. Tom Holland fucking up and people kept fucking up and they wouldn't deny it. Yeah. And they didn't, they haven't done well, shit. That's to a hard one though. With Paltrow saying that there was a 10 year jump and announcing that her and Tony have a kid. 10 years, you fucker! Oh, you weren't here for that, were you? Yeah, I wasn't. But now, okay. and I even left. Oh, he walked out of the room. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, guys, looks like I can't fucking see this movie anymore. Oh my God. Man. All right, well, this is the last episode. <laughs> it is the last episode. Actually, that doesn't... There's a 10-year jump? We don't, yeah. we don't know. There, there's talk about it. it there is. There's going to be. Watch. No. Let's talk about it. It might not be the whole movie. We don't know. Well, Man. I guess that... I mean, as long as that's not the point of the movie as it is. Yeah, the movie. I know. But still, I wanted to be as unspoiled as possible without watching minimal trailers, so... I didn't even listen to that episode that you guys talked to it about because I didn't want to even accidentally hear anything. We we blamed now you can go back and listen. <laughs> no! It's the principle of the thing. <laughs> Sorry. It's Mitch. okay. It's okay. Uh sorry. Right. Is Carlos coming back to like do nah, some vlogs? He, he's him. shitting a lug out in the bathroom. That's not good. We lost him. He's done. I can take his phone because I understand shitting a long time if you have your phone. He has his phone. Sometimes you get into a game of like Candy Crush or something, <laughs> or you're just watching videos and you don't realize how long they are, so you end up just watching a really like a 15 you're minute. You're gonna long get hemorrhoids, man. Oh, of course. Did you, did you not know that this X Spot comedy bathroom is a Pokemon hotspot? Sure. I did not know that. <laughs> I stopped playing that game immediately when I realized you have to actually walk around. <laughs> not if your office is right by the hot spot. You well, I mean, up by where up by where I live, I can walk like blocks away from my fucking house, and all I would catch is rattatas. There is no uh, Pokemon diversity up in Louisville. 
It's been Pokemon. Even by like the the lake? Whatever, dude. That's where the only squirtles in town are. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? No, they're by the lake at the park. See? In Louisville. Yeah. Now you're going to make me accidentally fall in a lake, Jake? It wasn't enough to just ruin the drive by the lake slowly. Well, now they do a thing where they slowly rotate what animals are where. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. I stopped playing a couple of years ago, but I had yeah, fun playing for a little while. I loved it for like two months. I go for walks late at night on the 16th Street Mall and see other groups of people. I was listening to so much music and smoking cigarettes yeah. and just catching Pokemon. Yeah, but it eats the fuck out of your data. I have unlimited data. Some of us don't. I do. Yeah, we all do, bitch. Uh, well, this broadcast is not brought to you by T-Mobile, <laughs> I guess. But do you have? I like how we're using Mitch's phone to call me for the. <laughs> That's why it's on Wi-Fi calling. It is on Wi-Fi calling. Right so now. wait, do, okay. do you um, do you have Xfinity at home? Comcast? No. Do your parents? No. They have Dish. They have Dish. All right, never mind that. Because if you have Xfinity, Xfinity Wi-Fi is all around town. That's how Nate Balding does his stuff. Interesting. If you have uh, an Xfinity account, you can just use a login. at any time. Yeah. Oh. Well. There you go. I didn't know that. That's one to grow on. That's one to grow on. All right. Well, I mean, I guess that's all we're talking about today. I mean, we talked about DuckTales off. Yeah, man. Go see Solo. Everybody. Don't. Don't. Yeah, but go if, see but it. But if you don't have the money to see Solo, watch DuckTales, you motherfuckers. Yeah, you should show it to Danny. It's a good show. Yeah, don't you love that kid? I'm talking to you, Jeff. What, DuckTales? No. Yeah. Don't you love Danny? Well, yeah, should I show him DuckTales? If you okay. love him. I mean, if you love him. You should, actually. It's a really good show. I don't name the kid on well, the podcast. If you guys really <laughs> want to know, he's in, the, he's in the, the original Batman animated series right now. So oh, if I show yeah. him DuckTales, he's going to be like, Batman, Batman, Batman. Oh. If I'm doing what's really right, I just keep showing him the Batman animated series. And then just build that into Batman Beyond. Baby. I agree with that. I agree. So wait, what is this? They're giving a Robin to oh, Batman Beyond? Oh, he's got a Robin. His and brother? It is like one of my favorite scenes in it's comics. His younger brother. I it's his younger. It's oh, his younger God. brother. McGinnis. But the scene. Yeah. But the scene of Terry McGinnis showing up because Bruce called him to a meeting, and Bruce has already got his kid brother in a fucking suit, and like a 21, 22 year old kid telling Bruce he's insane for putting a nine year old in a suit, and Bruce Wayne brushing it off by like, yeah, I've done this a couple times. Don't worry about it. Is Fucking hilarious, very well self-aware writing. Well, just, we'll have to talk about this. We'll have to talk about this next time because Nate wants to get in on that conversation. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. We we went solo. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, we all we all recommend a movie. We all think you should see it. So does Carlos. So does Carlos. If he was with us, may he rest in peace. Don't say that. Well, if he's taking a nap, I hope he's resting in peace. He's pooping his brains out. He could have fallen asleep. He's just a pile of ashes in the sex by comedy toilet right now. He could be. Just flush it, or hopefully in the sequel, Carlos gets resurrected. Do they become ashes, or did they just disappear? They just disappeared. They dissipated. They became like ash, and then they were gone. Right. They weren't piles of ashes. Right, right. That would suck. They just, I don't know, man. Because they got erased from reality. What are the odds? Think about how many. That's why. That's why all these fans that are making jokes online about like giving Tom Holland a bag of dust and shit should get fucked because they didn't understand what happened. Yeah, he just dissipated. (laughs) 
All right, well. As always. As always. Excelsior. Excelsior.